0: Lifeway. Lifeway, Leadership. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Adkins. Today, I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And back by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> no, Jane truly Magruder. by popular demand. Yeah, because people are like, wait, y'all talked about kids ministry. Y'all don't do that much. Yeah. And we like it. Can't we have more can of this on? some more of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Janet okay. Magruder. Hello, hello. Yeah. Awesome. Glad
1: to be back.
2: So
0: like Daniel. He's uh, okay. Canadian. Yes, Andy. the Canadianness. You're so, Texas. What would be the greeting from Texas? We're the best. I don't, don't want to say howdy because
1: howdy's associated with this particular university. And if you're not oh, for that university, because oh. we still have our competitiveness. We're all for each other in Texas, right. but the, the universities tend to spar a little. And, Wait, howdy, and howdy is, is very howdy. much. I'm going to.
2: How does the university own
1: that? It, it's a thing with a the thing. Aggies.
0: Okay, let me ask Sorry,
1: Aggie. Let me ask a question.
0: <laughs> Can you uh, in thirty seconds or less explain Texas Pride?
1: Okay, didn't we get, okay, well I guess listeners didn't necessarily listen last time. I felt like we talked Did
0: we talk about this We also? talked about a Texas lot of Texas pride. history and oh, okay. and
1: I just feel eye rolls when I do that. Okay,
0: too okay. Much. So Republic. Kids
2: Ministry. We wanted to have Jenna back on <laughs> to right, talk right, about right, kids right. ministry. Thank because you. This is I do uh, know more
1: than Texas
2: history. <laughs> yes. So the reason why is because kids ministry is one of those areas where we find um, there's a lot of pastors and church leaders who will just say, well, kids ministry is obviously
0: important, but I don't. They even fund it. Yeah, They'll yeah. Put but money it aside, like, for but it. don't
2: talk to me about it. Like, yeah. just let them figure that out. Uh, get, let the ladies of the church figure it out, or let this oh, the Daniel. children's pastor figure this out, or the director, or this. And and it's often contracted or farmed out but we really believe especially with this episode on the research that this is something that every church leader needs to know whether or not you have children's ministry under your portfolio right absolutely i agree So as we go into this, I mean, this is all backed up by research. So we're going to break down through five questions this research. But before we get into it and talk about the 10 greatest influencers of spiritual health for your kids, let's just talk about the state of kids' ministry. So what is the state of kids' ministry?
1: Well, that is a big question. (laughs) Um, I will tell you some things that we're seeing, my team and I are seeing um, as we work with churches um, all over and all different kinds of churches, um, there is certainly a um, call to action, I think, to involve parents and families more, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, We know uh, that the primary discipleship of a child should be at home. Mm -hmm. That is ideal state. So we have to be careful throwing that around as, you know, the— Too idealistic to where uh, children's ministers, we've gotten pushback saying that maybe even too much or leading with that too much because there's a lot of kids who don't have healthy uh, parents with a relationship with Jesus. And so they're not discipling them at home Hmm. or they don't have parents at all. They could be um, uh, foster kids. They could be um, um, kids that are coming from broken homes that don't know the Lord. All different, and or just have parents that aren't walking with the Lord, which is probably the most common. Hmm. And so, um, while we ideally want that, and we still we're going to fight for Deuteronomy six, we're going to fight for that. Uh, We hear a lot about that, so um, equipping parents then comes into play. So if if my parents don't uh, know how to disciple their children, we hear that a lot. I just don't know where to begin. Then, what is the role of kids ministry in that? Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, you're you're working not just with kids, but you're working with parents and families. But we don't necessarily have the ear. When I say we, I'm speaking for the world of kids right. ministry. Uh, we don't necessarily have the ear of parents like a senior pastor, mm, a right. discipleship pastor, a small group pastor, minister of education, all the roles that really work with adults. And so that's where. We like to um, encourage kids ministry leaders to lead up and really, and not lead not just lead up but lead out. So lateral leadership and vertical leadership to where we can pull down some of the ministry silos and work together to effectively reach parents, families, and really the whole church congregation as the totally. as the family, the church family, mm. to wrap around children's ministry.
0: Well, one of the things I think is most interesting is, you know, if you look at uh, the three of us, I'm sure we would say, you know, we've all worked in churches, been staff, pastors, so on and so forth. The The crazy thing is I would consider myself, you know, a fairly mature believer. However, um, when I have conversations with my children, oh, my goodness, I, you know, start to see gaps in my own life as I at, you know, as I'm asking them questions and answering right. questions and walking through, you know, um, a, a, some type of curriculum, mm-hmm. it is speaking to my heart and life as much as it is our children. Um, one of the things, as a, a former executive pastor, that I always really tried to measure and follow was the health of the children because I couldn't count adults. Mm-hmm adults were everywhere and they were in groups and, you know, this is back in the day too. um, But I did know exactly uh, how many kids I had and I knew who those kids were. And I could, while you can't take uh, attendance in a worship service, uh, I could track that individual family. And I knew if the kids were there, more than likely the adults were there. Um, I knew if I could get something into the hands of the parents, even if it was through the kids, it was going to be better for both of them.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm hearing from you, Jenna, is that kids ministers need to not only think about the spiritual health of the kids, but they also need to think of the spiritual health of the parents.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so that, that's where you start to hear um, kind of a loaded term, family ministry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that mm-hmm. means a lot of things to, to a lot of different people. That's so, um, but that at the heart of it is really what it is is working, not only not only being concerned, like you said, with the the spiritual health of the child, but also that extends into their parents, the family.
2: Yeah. One of the interesting ministry opportunities I see is, I mean, think about the the 30-something year old parent who or the 40-something year old parent who had not, you know, they were de churched, but because they now have kids, they have come back to church, either because of VBS or because their kids' friends invited them or they're like, well, this is good for me. I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm going to go and put my kids in. Right. Right. And, but they're not going to, because they don't really have a a faith that they call their own, Mm -hmm. they're not going to go to a life group. Right. They're not going to go to any thing that is put on by the minister of education or discipleship pastor or anything like that. But if the kids minister put something on for parents, yes, they might go because they're coming for their kids. That's right? true. So, so in 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 that type of vein, how do you then? I mean, what advice do you then give pastors who might be like, "Oh, but that's my territory. Right. I mean, those those are my people, and you you take care of the kids. Yes, Don't take care of the parents." And yeah, right. Yeah. How do you? All those you silos and
1: lanes. swim yeah. lanes is what I call. It. Um, because that happens. Mm. That happens, and that's really why. Um. I advocate for uh, just being able to pull those walls down and work together. You know, so often, um, we uh, we put on a conference here called Edge, Equipping the Church and Home, and we do that in partnership with our student ministry. And very often we invite Michael Kelly, who's over our groups ministry, right. to to speak into it as well. And really, to me, it's those three groups, mm-hmm. you know, here next gen, but really, if next gen is is students and children, That's leaving out parents. And so really it's all three, Mm. adults, students, kids. How can you pull those silos down and talk more than just a weekly staff meeting? Because I guarantee you, if you pull your audience um, and ask them how often, hey, kids minister, how often do you talk to the student minister? Never, except for maybe in the hallway or uh, at staff meeting. Mm. Right. And Mm. so they're not necessarily... Planning together, um, there's not a strategy for spiritual development um, from, let's say, the time they come as a as a baby, even to when they leave right. for college. So, what is how can we do that together together better so that we can equip parents better? Like you said, it could be that parents might come to uh, something hosted by a children's minister or a student minister. Uh, because they're invested in their child. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. fine, but yeah. they're, for their child, they want to go the next step of what that means. Yeah. So whether uh, that can start really young. I like get a uh, a parent-child dedication. Oh, completely. Uh, I always made, when I was on church staff, I always made it kind of a mandatory meeting yeah. that you had to come to in order to dedicate your child to the church. And they'll right. come because they want to dedicate their child to the church. So that meeting is where a lot of, beginning conversations can happen. You can provide resources. You can say, this is what our children's ministry, our next-gen ministry, our family ministry is going to be about. And we invite you and encourage you to be part of that. We want to partner with you. Here's your role. Mm. We want to come alongside you. We want to equip you. And so that can start from really young and continue through various other events, like you said.
0: Man, I just feel like everything... Old is new again, uh, to a certain <laughs> extent. That's true. Because if pendulum you, swings. It's a massive pendulum swing in in church practice, and I'm not gonna rail against church growth, which served me well, frankly. Um, but I, I am gonna say, you know, the systematic scope and sequence nature of what was part of the mainline denominations um, in yesteryear, where. It, you know, you had a specific framework that you were walking through and all those went away with, with the church growth movement. Right, And now I would say, you know, part of the strength of, from a denominational perspective, the Southern Baptist, um, and this organization, uh, is they never left the scope and sequence part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, uh, being able to tell a family, Hey, all of this goes together. All of this is on a three-year cycle, and here are the major things that your child is going to be learning, and being able to do that with clarity, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully giving, you know, passing on that conviction to them in their heart that I want my children to walk through these things, not just what's the flavor of this week, you know, what good value is my kid going to learn versus? really going after transformation of the heart and understanding this is what this co- this child is capable of understanding and knowing. Right. This is what this co- child is going through at this particular stage in life and addressing that in it, that way of, you know, concentric learning, coming around to the same things again and again as they grow and helping them understand them at a deeper level.
1: Right. Which – I think last time we talked about the levels of biblical learning. And so that's really goes beyond a scope and sequence because the scope and we're using education words now, but, but no, just for audience, in case (laughs) you don't know what that is, scope and sequence is, is really just, um, the, the study plan of what a child, a student, an adult will learn, um, from the Bible, whether that's the stories or concepts or, or things like that, the order of it. So scope and sequence, um, but going even beyond that, what is the um spiritual discipleship framework from which you're working from. So that goes that's separate from a curriculum se- separate from a scope and sequence and like you said systematically helps a leader, a parent, a teacher know right. what a child can understand at what age. And so um you know we like to lift at the levels of biblical learning as from babies all the way to 12th grade right. a plan that um that leaders can use and also hand to a parent.
0: Yeah. Okay, Daniel, just, yeah. I'm super sorry, but I have another random question. Okay, but go to episode three forty three. Three forty three listen back yeah. and hear the discussion around levels. Yeah, double click on that. that. <laughs> How is the olden days minister of education mm-hmm. similar and different from modern day the the popularity of having a family minister? Is there an equivalent?
2: I feel
1: like I should flip the mic on that and ask you. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Todd, I think there is. What is the difference between Minister of Education and Family?
0: Well, okay, pastor? so it, it. I think it comes down to semantics, personally, because mm-hmm. just like just like the title of Executive Pastor means, well, you know, it, it may have been an be. associate <laughs> pastor of back administration, in the day. Yeah, 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 or mm-hmm. administration or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, in part you know i think what a traditional classic uh 30 year ago 40 year ago minister of education would have been would have been similar to what we've now come back to as family ministry saying okay we have Yes, all these people are individual, uh, have individual ministries and are specialized in that and absolutely understand the philosophy of it. But we also have a person who's guiding and overseeing our Right, a whole has the thing. broad
1: view. Yes. But it is working with age group leaders right. to, to have a plan and right. it not be haphazard.
0: Right, right. I yeah. was just curious what you thought about that.
1: <laughs> Full circle.
0: All right. (laughs) Yeah. So what's
2: interesting is, I mean, we've already answered the second question, which is why is all of this important? So let's just go straight to the third, which is the (laughs) research. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so what surprised you about this research? So we'll we'll get into the 10. Okay. I'd love for you to walk through that in our next question, but but just overview what surprised you most about writing, nothing less, engaging kids in a lifetime of faith, and Mm -hmm. and about the whole research in general?
1: Okay. Well, just for context, this is a study that um, that the LifeWay Kids team, uh, my leadership team, really felt passionate about working with our LifeWay research team to conduct um, a national study um, of this magnitude because mm. um, it just so happens that I myself, uh, as well as my leaders that lead with me, um, are all parents. So we're going through the – parent. I mean, parenting at home. We still have kids in our homes that we – of various ages that we are parenting. Mm. And we got to thinking, um, you know how it feels when, when you um, meet someone in your current life? Uh, um, could be a teenager, could be a college student, an adult, that you're so overly impressed with. Yeah. And you're wondering, what did your parents yes. do? Oh,
2: for sure, <laughs>
1: that made you so special mm-hmm. in terms of just where you are um, in your relationship with the Lord and um, your you know, dedication to God's Word, uh, things like that. So. Um, you know, we w- worked with Scott McConnell and his team and and said, do you think you could pull a study together of just kind of trying to get at that question? And we threw a lot of things at him, like, because we, I remember whiteboarding the whole thing. Um, we were throwing out things like, is it this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And, we'll, and the study gets into uh, lots of different things that um, uh, the survey asked. So for context, 2,000 parents, were surveyed. Okay. Um, and they are parents of of adult children. So they were asked to look back.
0: Hmm. Gotcha.
1: And look back at what they did. So um, I'm going to look at my book real quick my as a cheat sheet. So what they were asked to do is evaluate each adult child's spiritual health now, like where are your kids now in terms of their spiritual health, and then look back and answer questions about each child's upbringing. Okay. So it was a two-fold, two-part kind of uh, survey that resulted in 15 characteristics that were predictive of spiritual health in adult children. Mm. So that's what you're doing is um, asking the the questions that really honed in on and gave us a large enough sample um, to be able to determine – these are the things yeah, that, right. that move the dial the most.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what surprised you most okay, about it So all? That, that's <laughs> right.
1: Keep me on track. Um,
2: <laughs> no, the background was really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did yeah, want to yeah. set us up no, just, for sure. just for
1: the listeners. Um, we call, if you hear me refer to the study as nothing less, we, we named, and this might be a little giveaway or a clue as, as to what, um, the most important thing is, but, uh, Nothing less is taken from an A.W. Tozer quote, nothing less than a whole Bible can make a whole Christian. Mm. And so that quote really resonated with us, and so that's why it's called the Nothing Less Study. Um, that said, what surprised us? Well, um, honestly, quite a few things. Um, I just as a mom, one of the things that uh, surprised me uh, was, here's what did not make the list. Families ate meals together at least once a week. Okay. Okay. So as a working mom, that kind of gave me a little bit of relief. We eat, we eat quite a few meals um, right. together, but but there's a there's a lot of mom guilt that comes with the family mm-hmm. meal if it mm-hmm. doesn't happen because your family's going in three different directions, doing right. whatever it is, sports practices, schools school stuff, homework, um, that kind of thing. And I always like to say, uh, that standing around the Island and, and grabbing a quick bite and you're having a hot dog and I'm having a salad and that counts, but it's not necessarily what moves the dial. Okay. Just the meal itself, because I think we get wrapped up in the Pinterest, Instagram family (laughs) meal, Right. father knows best, you know, Daddy's sitting at the end of the table, and right. we have family devotions during this time. And and that's not necessarily what moves the dial. So the family meal, um, not making the list of what, what develops kids
0: right.
2: the
1: most. Hear me say, family meals are important, hmm. but they did not make the list. That's okay. Interesting. Um, another surprise uh, for me was... Um, Family went on vacations, fun outings, and one-on-one outings. So I I like to beat myself up because I'm an Instagram user and I mm. see lots of family vacations, don't y'all? Yeah. And oh, if we sure. didn't get to go on one particularly in that season or that spring break and we did a staycation instead or, right. or did, you know.
2: Depriving my kids. <laughs> yeah. Then you feel
1: like, oh, but we're missing out on making these magical memories right. yeah. and my child is going to be, you know, a terrible, terrible adult because right. he didn't have that. But also, they didn't
0: go to Disney World,
1: th- right? Right. And I didn't what, do a
0: daddy-daughter date.
1: Okay, thank you for bringing up that because I was going to talk about the one-on-one outings. So uh, my daughter, who is 16 now, um, she's never been on a valen- the Valentine's daddy-daughter dance. That kind of came right. into vogue right as she was aging out, okay. and okay. so. Every time I see those pictures, I'm like, "Oh, you know, Morgan Grace didn't get to go on one of those because our church never had one." You know, yeah, right. but it wasn't in. And so, anyway, I like to think about that as an example. Not um, now.
0: This is not to say
1: that <laughs> many we you to, are <laughs> anti
0: any of these things. No,
1: these are Daniel asked for yes,
0: surprising these insights. Are just surprising. <laughs> the reason why some of you have an uprising in your heart right now is you're like. That's really important. The family meal is so important. Right. Yes, we would agree. Which is surprising uh, right. why it didn't make it. Yes. All we all we are doing is talking about facts, friends from two thousand people. We're not talking about we're not passing judgment no, on anyone. No.
1: And hopefully And it, hopefully it allows you not to a pass little judgment bit of,
0: on yourself. That's what it's yes. it's actually yes. a little
1: bit of grace mm. for some of us who beat ourselves up like I'm yes. trying to explain that, you know. May not have the Pinterest meal as much as I'd right. like. Uh, may not uh, get to go on the one-on-one outing or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. All those things are good things. So, so this. It, thank you for saying that, Todd. Because it it's just because it's a surprise doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Right. These are good things. Um. Okay. Real quickly, just as an educator, this one surprised me because I can't tell you how many hours of agony I've spent choosing schools. Todd knows this. It's one of our favorite (laughs) topics to talk about. Um, But it turns out that uh, the choice between homeschool, public school, Christian school, private school did not make the list. And so um, I've done both. or I've, I've done actually a little bit of homeschool, private and public. Okay. Um, so I've tried them all. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and again, it's it's life giving to see that this isn't really what moves the dial. Mm. Yes, school choice is important. Every child is different. You have to make the best decision with um, with the resources that you have, with with um, um, where you live. I mean, there's lots of constraints there, but it's not necessarily what moves the dial. And spiritual health later in life, mm. okay. Mm. Uh, and then because in kids' ministry, sports is always kind of something that we love to, um, not I don't want to say love to hate, but sp- this the uprising yes. of sports teams and um, the life that families the journey that families go on, you know, investing in sports takes away from church time,
2: yeah. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah
1: what ends up happening. Um, but it turns out child playing sports, even getting good grades, having a job as a teen, none of those things made the list. Those well-rounded things that you hope your child gets to have
2: yeah,
1: does not make the list for spiritual growth. So okay. families keep that in mind. Yeah. Parents keep that in mind that, um, you know, when we made the decision for our son, who absolutely loves baseball, to not do travel team and just play rec ball, mm. was the right decision for us. So I'm not slamming on on folks who who make different choices. All I'm saying is we all need to keep it in perspective.
2: No, that's helpful. So I know all of our listeners are wondering. Okay, so what tell is us, it? What is <laughs> right, it? So is? we'll we'll get to that. But just a quick <laughs> word from our sponsor for today what guides your core beliefs are they founded upon solid truth or are they based on others opinions or your own emotions what you believe about your purpose and value affects almost every area of your life and this is the premise of the new film overcomer in theaters august 23. it's the latest from the kendrick brothers makers of courageous war room and others this movie has inspired the creation of several resources for small groups there's the overcomer bible study for individuals there's a book called defined both are based upon powerful insights from the book of Ephesians. To learn more about all the resources, just go to lifeway.com overcomer. All right, we're back. And we are finally here at the point where we can learn about the 10 greatest influencers of spiritual health mm-hmm. for your kids. So why don't you walk us through the 10, Jenna? Okay.
1: Okay. Well, they are um, divided into three different different categories. There's the largest impact, the moderate impact, and the smallest impact. Now, bear in mind, you just heard what didn't make the list at all. So whatever made the list is important Mm. because it showed up statistically. I like to say that this is, you know, we have to keep in mind that research is a science project. Yes, and the Holy Spirit can do anything He wants in any timing. So, sure. so keep that in mind. We are we are not saying that this is the end all. Um, it is, is a,
0: statistically validated, right. though. It it's is not just a rando survey, people. Right? It's not Twitter research. No, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's a, a survey monkey. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I almost said a monkey survey. Um, okay.
2: <laughs> Sometimes they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they
1: are. Google Form is now on the new.
2: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Look at my research. So,
1: largest impact stands alone. It's the only one that's in this list. It stands alone because it was so far off the charts that I remember Scott saying, Scott McConnell, saying it has to be in its own category. It really is. It's a standout. And so, drum roll, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) right. All right. That's
1: child <laughs> regularly read their Bible while growing up. Hmm. There it is. Which that, goes back to our oh,
2: nothing wait, less book. That the child read, read the Bible or, or, or the read parents too. read the Bible for
1: Well, you can imagine yeah. if a child can't read, then that would probably yes. mean that the, yes. the parent is reading to them. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So Bible reading is what mm. I like to shorten it to.
2: It's huge. That's huge.
1: Yeah. So I got to tell you. <laughs> Who
0: would have thought the I, living word of God?
1: No. So, so just, okay. I know everybody thinks that we're all one big happy family here at Lifeway. And we are. We are. But, you know, I had to pay Scott's team. You know, Lifeway kids had to pay Lifeway Research. Some cash for this national thousands survey.
0: Thousands and thousands and thousands.
1: <laughs> and when we got this Pick back. Pick an
0: SUV. You could buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
1: I don't know if we're supposed to say any of that. But anyway, <coughs> it was an investment, though, for our team. I guess I should just say that. And when we got this back, Bible reading, it was it was a punch in the <laughs> face in two different ways. Because, number one, it was kind of like, duh, we're in children's ministry. We should know that. But then again, because all these other things that we were thinking, maybe that makes the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't even make the list and bam, right in your face, Bible reading.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So good. So so okay. And it's not hard. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so quick question then. When do you think a child is ready for a full Bible?
1: Okay, a full text Bible yeah, full as text opposed Bible. to a storybook Bible yes, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, I mean,
2: and we're not talking about Todd's kids. No, that's what I'm gonna say. There is
1: yeah. a, there is a, um, there's a <laughs> scale. James it's a sliding regular. scale, <laughs> yeah. depending on you know the child's readiness, yeah. um, in literacy. Mm. You mm-hmm. have to, you know, you know, children are on all different parts of the scale in terms of of reading readiness. Um, but I will say that uh, in Lifeway Kids, we like to promote a um. A full-text Bible that was developed for, for um parents to read straight up the Word of God to their so you're moving from storybook Bible to I'm yeah. going to read this book this Bible to you. So it's made for parents to read easily to their first grader. I'm yeah. just going to say first grade in terms of receiving your first full right. text yeah. Bible. Okay. Okay. So no, you're probably, your first grader, unless you're Todd's kids, are probably okay. not sitting there reading it. Yeah, But it is something, it's a tool to bridge that gap yes. okay. in, in, yeah. in readability. Okay. So as far as like actually um Having their own Bible and and opening it up and 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 reading a few passages. I mean that mm. can start, you know, in second grade, third grade, yeah. certainly okay. by fourth grade we we think they can, uh, but then that's a literacy question too. Yeah. So that's
2: no that's, there's that's, a sliding that's, scale. No, I, yeah. I appreciate that because when my girls went to or when my eldest went to Center Kid last year, LifeWay Kids Camp. That's when she came back, and she brought her Bible, and yeah. she never really opened it up mm-hmm. because it was more storybook. Yeah, uh, but she—that's where she learned how to open up her Bible, and she right. wanted to dig into it more. And right. now, our kids are using the Kids Reads Truth Devotionals, where that's they're great. taking a verse at a time yeah. and breaking it down and, and understanding that. So, right. so it's great. I mean, it's 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 neat to see their progression in that way.
1: Yes. And this is why um, in our training that we do all across the country, we're always reminding and advocating for uh, kids ministry leaders to train their teachers well, to use the Bible every Sunday, Hmm. kids in the Bible every Sunday, even if they can't read, you can start teaching Bible skills super early. And so they need to be regularly interacting with the Word of God, knowing how to open it up and find things, Uh, knowing the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, Hmm. 66 books that make up one story about God. Um, All those things that we can start doing, because if they're not being done at home, then children can learn those valuable skills at church and hopefully continue them at home if it's not being done.
0: That's good. So Bible reading. Bible reading by far. Stands out. Boom. Number one. Number one. All right. What's two and three?
1: Okay. Moderate (laughs) impact. Okay. Moderate impact. So there's four of these and keep in mind, if they make the list, it's a big deal. Um. Child regularly spent time in prayer while growing up. Now, again, this feels like the Sunday school answer is back to my investment. It does. Bible, prayer. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that
0: whole what was old is new again thing.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the learning point the biggest takeaway, and the book really unpacks this is that American culture. And maybe you can you speak for the Canadians, yes, but American yeah. <laughs> culture, um, and I'll speak for the Texans because mm. they're different.
2: <laughs> oh, good gracious.
1: <laughs> um, American culture um, wants to make it about all the other things. Yeah. And that's why the surprise list is the surprise list. We make it about the Pinterest meal, mm. the Instagram vacation, um, the sports the school you go to mm. all those things we feel like are, i think deep down we think they're going to move the dial mm. um spiritually and i'm only talking about christian parents at this point so we um um it's it's interesting to see and actually refreshing to see that in spite of all those things that didn't make the list, this is of course the Word of God stands. Yeah. yeah. Of course it does. Um, so pa- parents modeling is a huge thing. So parents modeling Bible reading, whether mm-hmm. it's even if you're not necessarily, hey, come sit in mommy's lap. We're going to read the Bible together. They see mom. They see dad reading. That's I remember right. um, I interviewed uh, Robbie Gallaty. And he told me, you know, that's a big deal that he and his wife, Candy, they try not to do their quiet devotional times behind closed doors. You know, a lot of us want to, you know, be in our, whether it's our bedroom or study or whatever, do that out in the open Mm. so that your kids can see that, oh, 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 sorry, mama, you're reading your Bible. But they know mama's reading her Bible. Um, And same with prayer. Model a prayer life at home. So, uh, and of course, it's really easy to model, you know, a mealtime prayer and a bedtime prayer. Mm -hmm. But I think that a a deeper prayer life can be modeled at home. Sunday school teachers, small group leaders also, this is something that can be modeled at church. Again, with the partnership, if a child um, um, learns to pray at church, uh, they should they should be actively involved in that, and a lot of them will want to pray for their cats. Depending on what I mean, I can't. Yeah, I right. always teach uh, preteen girls, and cats come up a lot, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs>
0: it's hard for me. I'm, I'm trying not <laughs> to comment
1: right now. Sometimes puppy dogs too, uh, but anyway, the, the point is we're modeling prayer. Yeah. Uh, this, the next one on the moderate list. Did it? Are you yeah. you good no, with me keeping keep going? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. we need to keep going. <laughs> um. I love that this one made the list, and this might be a surprise. Child regularly served in church while growing up.
0: Okay. So
1: Hmm. children serving in the church. Now, I will use my own story here and say that um, I certainly learned a lot by uh, serving with my mom um, doing preschool extended hour. Because, you know, extended hour is when— I don't know about your church, but that's the hour that everybody needs to be signing up for because um, um there's just, we always need teachers and, and uh, caregivers. So uh, I got to do that with my mom and other leaders. There's safety measures around this. So you have to do it in a, in a appropriate way. Children serving usually means who else is serving with them. Right. Their parents right. in some capacity. So that means mom and dad need to be serving Um and that's also modeling serving. So since my mom was a teacher herself um, as a profession, um, she could very easily do this, feel comfortable doing this. That's where I learned how to uh, read story read the Bible to to you know young children mm. to um, to do activities with them, to have a comfort level um, of sharing the gospel with kids is just by serving and watching yeah. my mom do it and model it.
2: It's huge.
1: Yes. Um so opportunities uh for for leaders to to make that an opportunity to encourage parents to serve and then also provide opportunities for parents to serve with their kids
2: yeah
1: so apparently that moves the dial
2: mm-hmm. that's neat that's
1: and neat. and one more thing I will say about that is if if kids don't see their parents serving, will they grow up to serve the church mmm they may be those those members that might come back yeah, yeah. and just kind of phone yeah, their time for, in, yeah. but will they be serving? Mm. So it's so important that parents serve. And no, that doesn't necessarily mean in children's ministry. It could be in some other capacity, but uh, kids need to see that.
2: Yeah. I mean, even if your kids... Greet at the door with you. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so that's great. So Bible reading, prayer, serving. Mm-hmm. And you said there's one more moderate or two more two moderates? Two more moderates. Okay. okay. So this
1: one surprised some of us. Um, child listened primarily to Christian music. Really? Does that surprise you? In the it, top 10? No. Yep. It's in wow. the moderate.
2: Okay. I know. You it surprised us can't play Taylor Swift in your car anymore, Todd. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not me. I know. It's another one of our podcasts. Jonathan Howe. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll call him out. Uh, no, I I love this. I love this because we actually yeah. have uh all of our old school CDs yeah. or praise and worship CDs that the girls will actually listen to before they go to bed. Well, I
1: think that's wonderful. Yeah, because they, guess yeah. what? The, it moves the dial. Yeah, no so, kidding.
0: I didn't know. So that. that's Capital Kings count because my kids love Capital.
1: Well, Kings. here's the thing. Here's why it surprised some of us, mm. um, me included. Um, I'm a little bit older than y'all, so um. Maybe you didn't grow up in this era, but a lot of us grew up in an era where um, there was a movement, and who knows, it may have been just like one dude on a mission, um, but who would come to your church and talk about just how terrible back then? It was like heavy metal. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. before hip hop came on the scene really strong um, as mainstream. Yeah. It was heavy and to metal. Le- and you to like
2: burn all your CDs, and, and all you stuff, right? had yeah. to walk the yeah.
1: aisle yes. and bring no, your right. CDs. Oh, surrender I've lost them and many
2: I good CDs that really? way. yeah. So, you yeah, so totally.
1: even okay, this went on then yeah. longer than I thought. If Daniel remembers, so was it
2: like tied to Acquire the Fire or something like that, like I don't know the I, name of the I wish I did. There's something, yeah. But I've always been, been kind of, a, of a music person, I don't know how I and, missed this
1: one. yeah, yeah. And I'm and I was my parents were like, oh, Have you prayed about you know relinquishing some of your secular music? I'm like. I mean, REM can't it's not that bad, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I th- I do think it was a heavy metal kind of thing. No, yeah. So anyway, we know that there is um um secular music that is not that is not harmful, you know, or it's just enjoyable or it's, you know, that kind of thing. Um but I think I think what this goes back to is if it's really good Christian music mm. that has sound doctrine. Yeah. And is rooted in Scripture. Then, mm. what does that point back to? Yeah, for sure. Number one, yeah, right? The Bible, yeah. So, I really think it's about that more than more than staying away from secular music. Sure. I think it's more about filling a child's brain with truth. Yeah, this which is, points back to number this one. This
0: is far too convicting for me. So, can we move <laughs> to the next one, please?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Last uh, moderate. The
1: last moderate one is um, one that's close to my heart. Child participated in <laughs> church mission trips and projects. Mm. So missions, back to the pendulum. Yep. Yeah. Just when you think missions education maybe should go away or um, be done in a different way or, or just wait till the you know child is in youth group to go on their first mission trip. This says that it moves the dial. Yeah. When kids are learning about how to share their faith, A, B, Learn about the community around them and how to be salt and light. That's my message to my boys every time I drop them off at their big old public middle school. I'm like, salt and light, guys. Mm. you are called to be salt and light. Um, and then also learning about unreached people groups and um, how they can be a part of praying um, for missionaries and praying for uh, the gospel to go far Um, and and just learning how to be part to have a heart for the nations, that begins really young, and so I think you know just when we think we're ready to you know, ditch missions education, um, I think that kids ministry needs to rethink that. I know that my team we develop um, not a specific hour for missions education, but we try to embed it in everything that we do in terms of curriculum. Okay,
2: and I, so. How can you give um, us an example?
1: Sure. Uh, we have uh, videos and um, little pieces of the lesson that will talk about a mission's story, okay. a mission's okay. moment, I love that. a family, and then uh, opportunity for kids to pray. Um, our VBS has a huge missions emphasis uh, mm-hmm. with opportunities for kids to pray and give, um, and then our we have something called Team Kid that is is focused on Bible skills, missions, and fun as a midweek option. So, um, all of our ongoing curriculums have missions in it and, um, really almost everything that we do awesome. because we believe that, um, if churches don't have the time to have a, a separate program, I mean, I get that. And even if you do have time to have a separate program, not as many of your kids might be coming. So how can you get it in everything that you do? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's huge. So yeah. Bible reading, prayer, serving, music, mission trips or projects. So this is all in Jana's book, Nothing Less, Engaging Kids in a Lifetime of Faith. And and you can go to lifeway.com to find that. And we'll put a link in the show notes for that. But you know what? For the sake of time, I mean I, I really want to get through the 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 latter five, but for the sake of time, yeah. let's let's move on to the last question. Okay. It's important. Is, it is. Get the book. Yes. No, no, for <laughs> sure. The no, book. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. No, it's and it's beautiful.
1: Thank you. Like, it we, is very it's, well, done. It, really well done. It is not your typical research book no, that no. is just it's, black and white words and it's chapters. Incredible it's incredibly pretty.
0: Here. It's our, really infographic. Our art yeah, director
1: actually won some awards for for this. Oh really? Um, I didn't yeah, know that. Um, yeah. So a lot of infographics, so it's very yeah. digestible. It is. A lot of um
2: It's like just, a coffee table book.
1: We, we that is exactly the the oh, direction wow. we oh, wanted really? to, okay. to 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 go is yeah. to, is for kids ministers parents, families, to have this out so that you can remind yourself yeah. that what it's all about. Yeah.
0: So that is that is the last question. What should parents and churches do with this? So parents and churches.
1: Okay. So we've sprinkled a little bit of that in as we've talked about um, the top five, certainly modeling Bible reading and prayer is, and serving. That is something that can be done um, on both sides, parents modeling it and then teachers church leaders, godly men and women, um, of the church modeling, uh, Bible reading, prayer and serving, um, listening to Christian music. Hey, that's a, that's a personal choice, Todd. I mean, you have to, (laughs) you have to actually do it.
0: My (laughs) wife does a great job of this. I just don't because if you get in my car, I'm listening to a podcast, a book or NPR. Okay. Until no, no, I get upset enough with NPR, you, oh, with your kids yes. in the car. Okay. Yes, James <laughs> loves. Ask me anything. Yeah. Okay. He loves. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. I, sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Christian music, you can imagine, there are a zillion resources out there yes. to. Um, it, and I
2: love. So every summer, our kids do VBS, and, that, and the VBS yes. songs. I mean, I just wish <laughs> the albums were like double the length. Yeah, because really, it's, yeah. I think you're
1: the first person, really, like, no, first because parent ever <laughs> to say that.
2: No, because there's there's what six songs or there's so. Six and, songs. And yeah, I love it. But not when it's like yeah, it just keeps on starting over oh, and see. over and over again. And well, our kids love it, and they right. love singing. And I mean, they're super catchy. I, I mean, just wish there were more. Now listen, yeah. <laughs> the
1: VBS music. No, seriously,
2: I'm like legitimately, your, just so you I can spread it music. out a little yeah. more. Yeah, of and course. not have
1: so much repeat. Um, the VBS music that our team. Um, commissions. We work with uh, writers and producers who do a phenomenal job. Oh, I yeah. mean, living in Nashville gives us a lot of advantages to to work with the very, very best. Um, but we team up with the lyrics because um, we want those kids, if they're going to be singing it along with their parents, another mm-hmm. way that children can lead up into their families yeah. and the gospel can spread into yeah. the home through the child. Um those lyrics we we really pour into. Yeah. And, and there's always um, a
2: salvation one and yeah, the gospel yeah. one. And yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's good. It really is. And then in terms... <laughs> Daniel keeps looking at me.
1: And, th- and then the last one in terms of of mission trips and projects, um, I just challenge uh, church leaders who are listening um, to involve children in your missions initiatives, mm. however that looks. Um, Because more than likely, your church is either sending or supporting missionaries in some capacity, or you're giving. Involve children in that. Um, If you're a kids ministry uh, leader listening, bring missions back somehow. Mm. Even if it's in your primary hour, um, incorporate that somehow. Uh, whether it's just from um, just an awareness of the missionaries that are on mission in your own church, but also helping kids learn how to share their faith, how to live on mission, those kinds of things can be incorporated. And I think the church has a really big role Mm. of leading um, in that way.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Jenna, yeah. Thank you so much for being back on the podcast. My
1: pleasure. We'll have to have you back on
2: to talk about the VBS (laughs) research (laughs) research and yeah.
1: Yeah. Would love to.
2: Yeah. So, so good. all right, that's nothing less. I'm trying not to make comments about <laughs> Christian music. <laughs> nothing less engaging kids in a lifetime of faith. Seriously, please do pick it up because it's going to be helpful. And if you're a kids minister listening in, you know, lead up in that way. And if you're a senior pastor or a minister of education or any other church leader, I mean, and you've never read a book on kids ministry, uh, read this. Read this. It's not because it's it's not really a... It's there's a lot of pictures, <laughs> and it's, it's <laughs> no, you don't know, and Photographs. Not, okay. That sounded bad.
1: Photographs and infographics. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, yes. in the sense that it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a quick read. It's a, int- it's a really interesting read mm-hmm. to get through, and very informative. That I think, honestly, even if you yeah. brought to your staff meeting and said, "Hey, staff, let's all read this yeah. and talk about ways that we can, we can." I mean, every staff member should be. Thinking about kids' ministry should be invested in kids' ministry yeah. because that's, I mean, they are not the future of the church. They are the church and it impacts all mm-hmm. aspects of the church. So, and it,
1: speaking of the graphics, let me just say this real mm-hmm. quick. I'm glad I had I'd totally forgotten about it. Um, because so many people have been enthralled with the not only the research and how convicting it is, but also the way that it's been designed, mm-hmm. we have gotten you know tons of requests can we just have those graphics? And so, we decided to make a kit where all the graphics that you see um, in the book are in a uh, slide format that you can drop into your own um, PowerPoint, keynote, et cetera. And there's a conference plan. So you can—we want to equip kids ministers or— Next gen family pastors, right. senior pastors, to give their own parenting conference because I've been asked to to speak on this a lot and I love to. Um, um, I still try to, but I can't. We can't go everywhere with it, and so we wanted to be able to really lift up the church leader as the hero of delivering this information. And so uh, the the kit is called "Settle for Nothing Less," yeah, and it good. has a copy of the book, so you don't have to order the book separately. It has a copy of the book. It has. Um, um, all of the graphics that you can use in, in your own presentation and then a conference plan where you can actually host your own parents' seminar. Hmm. So, that's such a good idea. That's on Lifeway.com too.
2: Perfect. We'll make sure all that's on the show notes and I thanks feel, again for listening I feel, in. I feel like I have to make caveats. Now.
0: Okay, what is it? Okay. There is ahead. good Christian music. There <laughs> is. And it doesn't matter the genre. You can listen to The Gettys or Daigle or Andrew Peterson or Holland or...
1: Check out Randall Good Game if you have preschoolers. Yeah. Randall Good Game. It's out there.
0: (laughs) Just don't. You just don't listen to it. That's all. No, I'm saying (laughs) I don't want to offend any radio stations or anything like that. I'm just saying it's out there if you know where to look. I'm sure radio stations are listening to our podcast. That's awesome. All right. That's it.